The word multimedia is the use of a variety of artistic or communicative media using more than one medium of expression or communication. Café is a type of establishment that serves coffee and is known as a place where information can be exchanged. The following is the audio version of the Multimedia Café. Happy Tuesday to you folks. Welcome to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you folks for pulling up a stool. Joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Well, today we're going to talk about one of the fastest growing industries in the United States. In fact, it's projected to have something along the lines of a $14 billion industry, something along those lines, just on precedent amounts for the salt water industry that's right the salt water frack industry i mean we're talking about 13 million gallons consumed in the average frack job up 40 percent from two years ago so i mean they got a lot of things going on especially down in the permian basin where 17 percent uh they're up this year from previous years in fact farmers are selling water down there it's in such high demand from their stock ponds and other places where they can get water so wastewater another thing so big innovation happening in that uh, particular industry too the salt water the water treatment the wastewater industry having to become innovative to recycle water and reuse it because there's such a, a spike and such a demand for water going on right now especially the salt water so it's a very very lucrative industry right now and also some problems happening too i mean the wastewater is kind of a dirty little word right now in the energy industry so uh they're creating solutions every day for these problems and that's what we're going to talk about today uh gentleman that joins us on today's program by the name of kurt kanewitz with buysWd.com talks about the rise of the saltwater industry over the last decade and what the future looks like for the industry. Fascinating topic. Of course, like I said, one of the fastest growing industries, if not the fastest growing industry in the United States. Very lucrative right now, especially for those smart, clever capitalists coming up with some great ways to recycle water. Boy, I tell you what, you're going to the front of the line. Uh-huh. But first, a little bit of a bracket bubble watch, I guess we'll call it. Taking a look at a couple of tonight's games here. We got Belmont, Temple, also North Carolina Central versus North Carolina State, Arizona State St. John's, and Fairleigh Dickinson and Prairie View A&M. That's what's going on tonight. It's called the first four because nobody paid attention to these games. In fact, a lot of people were annoyed because they don't allow the tournament brackets to come in until Thursday a lot of times before the first 11 o'clock game. Well, they got these play-in games for some reason, and it starts on a Tuesday, and a lot of people forget about them. So here's your reminder if you need to get your brackets in. I mean, I'm it's right up against the wire, I know. But uh, Belmont and Temple, uh, we're going to go with Belmont. Sure, why not? North Carolina Central and North Dakota State. You know, I'm actually an alum from North Dakota State, the seven-time uh, Division Two or Division One AA, excuse me. You know, it's really Division Two. I wish they would stop with the Orwellian language at the higher academia, academia known as college. 
For crying out loud, there's Division 1, there's Division 2, and don't get me started on Starbucks, okay? Small, medium, large, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not an old man. This is, this is just common. I mean, how, how can, how can this, the medium start over the small? I mean, have we just lost society rules here, people? Come on now. Small, medium, large, not medium, large, extra large. That's, that's not a thing. So anyway, getting back to the March Madness, Field of 68, which used to be Field of 64. North Dakota State and North Carolina Central. We're going to go with North Carolina Central over my alma mater of North Dakota State. And Arizona State takes on St. John's. Quick one there. We're going to go with St. John's. Give it to the Big East School. Nope. Upset Arizona State. Bobby Hurley's the coach at Arizona State. So I'm going to give the nod to Bobby Hurley on that one. I just remembered that. Oh, wait, but Chris Mullen is at St. John's. Boy. That's a tough one. Do I go with the NBA Jams, Chris Mullen, who got me so many red-hot three-pointers, or do I go with Bobby Hurley, who I really despised and won a lot of games for Duke in the 90s? Hmm, boy, that's a tough one. I'm going to go with Arizona State because, you know what, I always go with sun and fun, baby. Okay, and then we got Fairleigh Dickinson and Prairie View A&M. Well, i got to tell you, Prairie View A&M, in my mind, is most noted for, you know, being a losing record team in the NCAA tournament. So very often they would get in with like a 12 and 22 record or something like that. They would just somehow win their tournament. They'd get in. They'd play Duke in the first round. Boom, they get bounced. Well, they're playing Fairleigh Dickinson this go round, and I gotta go with Fairleigh Dickinson. I just, you know, Prairie View A&M, perennial loser. A long time, kind of like Slippery Rock was for a long, long time. I mean, I think they finished Owen something or gave up 122 points or was noted for some astronomical, biblical defeat in terms of sports. So that's going to about do it for our sports talk today. So we're going with Belmont, North Carolina Central, Arizona State, and Fairleigh Dickinson for our first four here. Oh, boy. I don't know how I feel about that one. I feel kind of, I feel like I turned on my old school, North Dakota State. But they're just, in basketball, they're just not that good. They had a good tournament run. Uh, and then also Prairie View. No, I'm feeling good about it. Okay, all right. Who do we got coming up next year? Let's take a look. All right, Kurt Kanewitz coming up next year. He's with By SWD. We're going to talk a little saltwater industry. Trust me, you're going to want to stick around for this. This is kind of fascinating stuff when you realize, you know, we're made up of, you know, 78% water. The earth's made up of that much water. It's uh, an industry that just continues to grow. My name is Jason Spies, and this is the Multimedia Cafe. Why are you crying? Let me lift up your face Just don't turn away Why are you looking For love Why are you still searching As if I'm not enough To where will you go, child Tell me where will you run To where will you run 
Cause I'll be by your side Whenever you fall in the dead of night Whenever you call and please don't fight These hands that are holding you And my hands are holding you Look at these hands In my side They swallow the grave that night when I drank the world's sin so I could carry you in and give you life I want to give you life cause I'll be by your side whenever you fall in the dead of night whenever you call and please don't fight these hands that are holding you yeah, my hands are holding here in my side Whenever you fall in the dead of night Whenever you call and please don't fight These hands that are holding you And my hands are holding you By your side Whenever you fall in the dead of night Whenever you call and please don't fight These hands that are holding you And my hands are holding here in my side Whenever you fall in the dead of night Whenever you call and please don't fight These hands that are holding you And my hands are holding you Here in my side, my hands are holding you. Oh. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. You want someone who's competent. You don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Meridian Energy Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. Meridian Energy Group, Inc. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we talk with Kurt Knewitz. With BuySWD.com. Kurt Kanewitz, BuySWD.com. BuySWD.com. What is that uh, company? Uh, we are, we, we tell everybody we're the Zillow of the saltwater disposal industry. So okay. we're the largest online marketplace connecting buyers and sellers of saltwater disposal wells. 
Well, I wanted to ask you a little bit about that industry. It's a it's a big industry. It's a growing industry. It seems to be uh, one that doesn't get talked about very much. Um, talk to me a little bit about that industry. What's been going on over, say, the last decade? Well, um, quite a lot has changed. You know, 10 years ago, water wasn't such a hot topic. Now, thanks to, you know, advances in drilling and completion technologies, water's a big deal. Um, companies are using, you know, drilling three-mile laterals, you know, two- to three-mile laterals. The average completion is, is growing from, you know, I think it was 300,000 barrels. Now it's up to four or 500,000 barrels per frack. There's a lot of completions that are, you know, in excess of a million barrels per well. Um, so there's a lot of wastewater that's being generated from completions and uh, on the production side as well. These horizontals are producing a ton of water. So it's causing big problems. Now a lot of the saltwater disposal facilities are uh, not just mom and pops. Uh, they're you know, big private equity-backed water midstream companies. Uh, they have facilities that can handle you know, hundred thousand plus barrels a day. So it is a it is a very large industry, and it's continuing to grow. Well, I'm looking at the recent Morgan Stanley report: fifty five hundred Permian wells to be drilled, two point seven billion barrels, or one hundred and fifteen billion gallons to complete. I mean, we're talking about a lot of water that's going to be needed just in the Permian Basin alone. That doesn't include the Eagleford or you know, any of those other southern, um, I'm just, of course, in the state of Texas. I'm not including the Bakken or any of these other places. Uh, you mentioned wastewater. Do you deal with that at all, or do you just deal with the saltwater side? Just um, what, what's the, um, what exactly do you do specifically when it comes to the saltwater and wastewater? You mentioned off the air, kind of you're a broker, do you put them together, but um, you're kind of in the thick of it. Yeah, so really saltwater disposal wells are highly regulated facilities that are designed to receive and dispose of wastewater that is generated from drilling, completion, and production operations. So anytime you complete a well, you got to use water, and after the well is completed, that wastewater gets trucked or piped to nearby saltwater disposal wells. And then once a well is an oil or a gas well is in production, when they produce oil and gas, they also produce water. Water is actually the largest byproduct generated from oil and gas operations. So, you know, the Permian, as you mentioned, um, you know, I've read various reports where people say that there's anywhere from 15 to 25 million barrels a day of wastewater that is generated from oil and gas wells. And it's projected to double um, over the next five years. And this is according to the Energy Information Administration. They say 41,000 new wells will be drilled by 2023 just in the Permian Basin alone. And that uh, daily water production will be somewhere around 50 million barrels a day. That's pretty substantial. That's a big problem. 
Well, that's what I was going to ask you. You know, I mean, you're talking about some things that, that are some very big numbers here. And here you've got a company that kind of deals with some of those solutions. What, what what do you I mean, they're obviously bigger than what you guys can do. I, I, I see that. But what, what are some of the solutions to these problems with all this uh, wastewater and salt water? You know, treatment, uh, recycling is something that's starting to kind of grow. Uh, I don't know the official numbers, but I hear that less than 10% of all the wastewater that's generated is actually treated for reuse. So uh, as some of these technologies kind of begin to gain more momentum, um, I think we're going to start seeing a lot more and more of that. Operators are starting to get pretty wise, and uh, they've, they've, you know, realize that treating it can save money um they used to just treat it as a waste stream but now water is truly a commodity so instead of paying a trucking company to haul it off and dispose of it um they're keeping it on the lease and treating it through different types of 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 solutions could be mechanical could be chemical and they're reusing it uh for subsequent completions so i think Really, recycling and treatment is going to start to uh, start to grow. So, you know, I'm looking at uh, frackfocus.org, and they're looking at the frack job. The average frack job now consumes 13 million gallons, up 40 percent in two years, and um, it's it's only going to get more and more. And when I'm listening to you talk about this industry, this this growing industry of, of you know, really, when you look back at five years, I think they came out with a report that said the amount of water that was needed, at least I know in the Bakken, was double what they thought it was going to be. Um, yeah. I mean, what's going on here? I mean, this is this is quite a, a, a an industry is, is really trying to figure out innovative ways to recycle and reuse water because every time I turn around, it seems like, they need just a little bit more water, and this is kind of un- unanticipated. Do you know what I mean? It's almost like in the way flaring is forcing natural gas innovation to happen, this um, demand for water is almost forcing saltwater innovation to happen. Did, did you, are you following me on, me on that? Yeah, absolutely. Um you are, know, you, are you qualified to comment on that, or are you just <laughs> are, are, are you just brokering people together? <laughs> I, I guess it just dep- depends on who you ask. Uh, you know, we've been in the industry since 2014. Uh, we used to own and operate saltwater disposal down in South Texas in the Eagleford, and uh, a lot has changed since then. You know, operators are drilling longer laterals they're using super pads or pad drilling where multiple oil and gas wells are drilled and completed from a single surface location and then fracked consecutively so you have you can go to google earth and zoom in anywhere in the permian basin and you'll see giant water pits or ponds uh, many of which are a million barrels or larger they're big enough to put a ski boat on and these are all frack water source pits. So all these farmers and landowners used to irrigate their crops, but now they've realized we can make way more money selling our water to EMPs than we can 
you know, producing alfalfa. And they're charging, you know, 50 cents a barrel. Many of these landowners are selling 100,000 plus barrels a day. Uh, they're making more money than they ever dreamed. And EMPs are, are using it, which still only accounts for about 1% of the total water usage, um, which is kind of shocking considering the total volume. I mean, we, we did a study on produced water in the Permian. Mr. Kurt Kniewicz, hold that thought for just a moment, please. We're going to take a quick pause. When we come back, we're going to continue the conversation with Kurt Kniewicz with BuySWD.com here on the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies, and you're listening to the Multimedia Cafe. Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. Meridian Energy Group, Inc.com. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts. And then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio. And if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool, joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about here at the Multimedia Cafe. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Kurt Knewitz with BuySWD.com. And they're charging you know, 50 cents a barrel. Many of these landowners are selling 100,000-plus barrels a day. Uh, they're making more money than they ever dreamed. And... EMPs are, are using it, which still only accounts for about 1% of the total water usage, um, which is kind of shocking considering the total volume. I mean, we, we did a study on produced water in the Permian, and every day they generate enough wastewater to fill three and three-quarters Empire State buildings. Hmm. So think about that for a minute. That is a ton of wastewater. And if all we're doing is just sending it to a disposal well and pumping it down whole to be lost forever, that is a very valuable commodity. I'll tell you, Uh, I can see where this is going to become from competitive to ultra competitive pretty fast. Yes. Um, Do you know what I mean by that? To where it's almost it's going to go from, you know, handshakes to, okay, now we're going to start shoving each other a little bit here, trying to squeeze 
squeeze dollars out of nickels. I mean, it's, I saw it happen in the environmental cleanup. Um, where, you know, you know what I mean. Those guys who come in and do the environmental cleanup. You know, they got special Superman products that'll you know get rid of the oil and turn it into a rice dinner for you. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> that sort of thing. Well, it seems like the, the the marketing got to that point where the competitiveness of the of, of that got to that point and so i almost am wondering about that if, if the water salt water industry is going to get i mean the frack sand didn't really they got really competitive but they didn't get hatfield and mccoy competitive like some of the others um <laughs> do, you, do you know what i'm talking about here because some of these in, inner sub oil and gas industries uh, they can get pretty competitive and they can start oh, yeah. finger pointing and start shouting at each other that uh they don't, you know, snake oil and you're, you're causing problems here and there, that sort of thing. Has it been pretty calm in, in your guys' industry? No, there's... <laughs> no. There's some, not at all. There is a... There's a lot of, of... There's a lot of environmental issues surrounding seismicity. And it's really localized. You know, it started in Oklahoma up in the Arbuckle, northern Oklahoma, back in the Mississippi Lime Play, where Sand Ridge and a couple other operators were producing so much water, they had to drill and complete one saltwater disposal well for every five oil and gas wells. And it, they, they were pumping so much water down hole that it started causing earthquakes. Well, the Oklahoma Corporation Commission stepped in and um, you know capped everybody's injection limits back. I think throttled people back like forty or fifty percent of their permitted capacity, and that curtailed most of the seismic events, but it didn't eliminate them entirely. So what we're seeing in Texas, especially around in Reeves County, like in the Pecos area, we've seen a lot of seismic events. So the Railroad Commission is, taking, is really paying close attention to that area and permits. I think there's over 200 permits for saltwater disposal wells that are currently under review in just Reeves County alone. And um, so with that backlog, there isn't enough available disposal capacity to support all of the existing producers and their, their continuous operations. So that, you know, that's causing significant bottlenecks. Um, you know, all these big water midstream companies that have jumped onto the scene just in the last few years that have, you know, a half a billion dollars in, in private equity behind them, they're now, you know, they're racing to secure and control as much acreage as possible. So it's like the Wild West. I mean, you have companies that are trying to secure long-term agreements uh, they're trying to get acreage dedications and minimum volume commitments from oil and gas producers to handle all of their water. And they're putting in tons of infrastructure to support the current you know, state of the industry as well as trying to build out the infrastructure to support all of the projected growth. And that's a, that's a huge challenge. And, and it's just it's highly competitive. Um, it's real interesting to see you have big companies, you know, buying big water midstream companies that are buying EMPs, water assets and infrastructure, all their produced water gathering systems, all their disposals. Uh, so 
So the EMPs now are monetizing all of their water assets. And so, you know, it used to just be a lease operating expense, but now it's truly a, a um, it, it's a profit center, really. Sure, so, it, becomes, it becomes a department of their company. Yeah, there's huge water management teams and divisions inside these companies. That's all they do is focus on water. You Sourcing, know, storage, transfer, sure, and in, treatment. In, in the media, it's like when you buy an event planning business because, you know, you've got the marketing and the distribution to go hand-in-hand hand with events, you know, and the EMP's got a great system in place for these water, you know what I mean, for the for the water department on their on their deal. It's just, yeah, if it, if it works good for the vertical integration, it works really well. Um, interesting about... You mentioned the saltwater infrastructure, and um, by the way, this is a now it's Kurt Kniewitz. Kniewitz, Kniewitz, Kniewitz. Okay, by swd.com. By swd.com. Uh, you mentioned the saltwater infrastructure, and that's something that people probably don't talk about too often. You know, we mentioned the natural gas infrastructure. We mentioned the the crude oil infrastructure, but the saltwater infrastructure, whether it's the ponds or whether it's the trucks or the pipelines, talk to me a little bit about that. If, if do you know exactly kind of where the state of the of it is right now? Is it up to up to par? Do we need certain areas to be more, um, you know, focused than other? Because it's an integral part of the business. You know that. Yeah. Well, they're spending billions this year. I'm told that um, the projects that are currently in queue that are under development for water midstream are, uh, what was the final number? I think there's over $1.2 billion in water infrastructure projects currently underway in the Permian Basin. Hmm. Just for just pipelines. That's salt water. Yeah, yeah, to handle the produced water. Hmm. I tell you, it's it's something else. You know, every time you turn around, this this oil and gas industry, it just it seems like it powers so many different industries. I mean, it's no wonder it's the only industry that's added jobs in the last ten years. Isn't it? But oh, yeah. did you know that? By the way, out of all all of this millennial talk and technology talk and you know, all of these different industries that we're going to save our economy, the only industry that added jobs as a net gain in the last 10 years is the oil and gas industry. <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. No, it's not surprising, really, when you take a step back and you think, yeah, well, you know, they're the, really the only ones that have been around, and everyone else has just kind of been a flash in the pan. And um, Interesting. Uh, hey, I was looking at your LinkedIn account here. And there's something you're promoting on here called SWD Invest. Are you familiar, are you f affiliated with that? <laughs> yes, we are. Okay, well, talk to me about that. A little free plug. So uh, we are by SWD is currently going through a major expansion. Um, we are developing uh, several new products this year that we're going to be rolling out. Our, our vision is to create a digital ecosystem, if you will, which kind of is, is geared towards all of the water industry participants, whether you're 
an owner, an operator, a buyer, a seller, an investor, a vendor, a service provider, anybody that works in the oil field water space, we want to create a platform to help you interact and transact. Mr. Kurt Kanewitz, I ask you to hold that thought for just a moment. We're going to take a quick pause. We come back. We'll continue the conversation with Kurt Kanewitz with BuySWD.com right here on the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies, and you're listening to the Multimedia Cafe. Group of Belfield, North Dakota, is building the most technologically advanced oil refinery on the planet, the Davis Refinery, a project designed to achieve emission control levels the industry has never seen before. The Davis Refinery, working for North Dakota. Meridian Energy Group, Inc.com. Welcome back to the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spees. Thank you, folks, for pulling up a stool and joining the conversation here at the Multimedia Cafe, a place where you never know who you're going to run into or what we're going to talk about. Coming up next, we continue the conversation with Kurt Kniewicz with MySWD.com. Interact and transact in the most efficient manner possible. So we've been approached by investors for a couple of years now who might not have $5 million available to go buy an existing saltwater disposal well, nor do they have the operating experience necessary, but yet they still want to participate in the industry. So um, we've created a, a platform called swdinvest.com, which will enable accredited investors to buy fractional interest in profitable saltwater disposal wells. So how it works is we, SWD Invest, is a subsidiary of BuySWD, and we have over 220 properties currently in inventory. So SWD Invest will cherry-pick some of the best-performing assets from the BuySWD inventory and then make them available for accredited investors to buy fractional interest in, and they receive you know monthly income just – Instead of buying a, a rental house, for instance, um, you can invest directly into a saltwater disposal well. Interesting. And, yeah, we're excited. We just announced our official launch. Uh, we're actually going to be in New York um, next Monday. Oh, this is like this is like kind of almost breaking news, huh? Oh, it's brand new. Oh. Yeah, hot off the press. Oh, look at that. <laughs> here, here. I just, you know, I, I looked up some information on LinkedIn on you, and I saw that uh, you're getting a lot of kudos from people saying, hey, congrats, good job, SWD Invest. I thought, well, what the heck? I got the, you know, we got the horse's mouth right here. I might as well ask him what's going on. So, Yeah, uh, we're, we're pretty excited about it. We have, uh, we have a lot of, of really strong assets in our inventory, and... Uh, we're going to open it up and, 
and allow individuals to to really capitalize on this growing industry. So we're we're pretty excited about it. You know, um, I've seen things like this and in, in other industries. You know, real estate probably is the most fam- or popular one. It's a, a, a real estate investment trust. That uh, uh, REIT, they're pronounced. REITs, yep. Yeah, REITs. And, um, you know, some, is, is that kind of what this is, something along those lines? Obviously, it's not the same by any means, but essentially that's kind of you're grouping things together to give you the best payout. Exactly, yeah. It's it's very similar in concept. Concept, um, yeah. You know, and investors get to buy directly. They will own a piece of an existing profitable saltwater disposal well, and they'll receive income on a monthly or a quarterly basis based on their percentage of ownership. So if someone, just as an example, you can you can go buy a rent house for $98,000 and charge 1% a month, which is typical rental rates, but then you have to back out your operating costs, your maintenance, property taxes, any repairs, et cetera. So your returns, you know, can vary. Uh, but with a saltwater disposal well, you put ninety-eight grand into a existing profitable disposal facility, your returns are you know twenty to thirty percent annualized. Um, so the, the the return potential is significantly higher. Comes with a little bit of risk, but uh, the rewards are are far better than what you could get in, in traditional income-producing properties within real estate sector. So, so that's kind uh, of rolling out this this week. Um, you said you're you're going to New York for this. That's it's not going to hit the stock exchange, is it? No, no, no. We have we're we've been invited to uh, present at the National Investment Banking Association conference oh. on the 26th. So we're going to go up there and uh, possibly look at creating some selling groups, maybe with some broker dealers or family offices and. Sure. Um, Rub some if elbows. They're interested. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If they're interested in participating, or if they have clients that are interested in this type of of investment, we're more than happy to chat with them. So now, are, now you guys are out of Dallas, aren't you? Yes. And you still got to go to New York to hobnob with the money guys. There's not enough of those guys down in Dallas, huh? Well, there's <laughs> a there's a lot in Dallas, but we have. We have over oh about a hundred million in inventory that we plan to acquire and operate, and so uh, I think you know rubbing elbows with some of the New York boys might be able to to, to help us. So are, are you guys just strictly down in um, the Texas place, Southern place, or are you, do you find yourself in the Bakken, Niobrara, Alaska? You know, maybe Marcellus. Are you guys all over, or do you you isolated in a certain area? So BiSWD has uh, inventory. We have you know, 220, 230 properties across 10 states. So we have assets that are available for purchase in all the major unconventionals. I think we're in, obviously, Texas is the bulk of our inventory, Oklahoma, Wyoming, Utah, Colorado, North Dakota, Louisiana. Um, we even had one in Kansas, um, Montana. Ohio, uh, so we've we have helped uh, people you know find and, and acquire assets in ten different states at the moment. Okay. We're not in Canada yet, but we are going to be expanding into Canada uh, in Q three. Okay, sounds good. Sounds good. And 
just kind of an overview of the saltwater industry. You you guys are looking at it obviously as uh, not slowing down any anytime soon. Not only pro increasing, but probably even could have a few new innovations and solutions to come in to even help the industry out a little bit, huh? Yeah, the saltwater disposal industry yeah. is actually last year just in the Permian Basin. It was a two point six billion dollar industry. By 2023, over the next five years, it'll almost double. It's projected to grow to $4.6 billion, just Permian saltwater disposal industry. Jeez, that's crazy. So almost 100% growth over the next five years. So pretty substantial. Well, if somebody wants to get in touch with the Zillow of saltwater disposal, <laughs> uh, who's uh, g- give, us, give us your uh, contact information. It's just Kurt. K-U-R-T at buyswd.com, or they can call me directly at 214-418-1177. Happy to help anybody out. And that was Kurt Kanewitz with buyswd.com. I'd like to thank Mr. Kurt Kanewitz for joining us here on today's program. Because that's going to do it for today's program. But I invite you folks to check out thecrudelife.com for more interviews, exclusive interviews, plus our entire social media network is available there at thecrudelife.com. Click on the social media tab. We've got Facebook. We've got the YouTube. We've got Twitters. We've got all kinds of social media links, different networks at thecrudelife.com. The Multimedia Cafe is part of the Crude Life Media Network. We work together as a family here with our interviews and our social media networks. We help each other out with our different brands, The Crude Life and The Multimedia Cafe. I'd like to thank you folks for joining us via the radio stations. Appreciate that very much, our radio network. We love you folks out on the radio land. And thank you very much for tuning in. We'll be back tomorrow at this time on this radio station. Thank you very much to you folks that have been tuning in via streaming us on the Internet, as well as downloading us on iTunes and our other social media platforms, our other podcast platforms as well. Thank you very much. I know there's a lot of places out there to get your content here at The Crude Life and the Multimedia Cafe. These are exclusive interviews, so that is one thing that we can guarantee you is that our content is 100% original. And once again, we thank you folks very much for choosing us here at The Crude Life Media Network. All right, and this is The Multimedia Cafe. I got to remind you folks about that because sometimes I need a reminder as well. We do two programs here. We do the Multimedia Cafe, and we also do the Crude Life. So sometimes, you know what, we forget what hat we're wearing, and we go ahead and we just start interviewing people. So, all right, folks, we're going to check out now. We're going to see you tomorrow from the staff at the Multimedia Cafe. My name is Jason Spies, asking you to savor life and enjoy the spice. So take me as you find me, all my fears and failures. Fill my life again I give my life to follow Everything I believe in Now I surrender I surrender Savior, He can move the mountains My God is mighty 
Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you, and the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts, and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Spies on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Spies, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Spies. 